Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 228 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Wildlife interactions, they are always happening with humans, and there's always going to be conflict. And there was yesterday in uh, the city of Harriman in Utah. A cougar was found eating uh, some sheep. And they've had calls on this cougar for multiple weeks, and officers ended up having to euthanize it. I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of the video. And so you can see the moments that the, they came across the cougar, and then it was being euthanized. This is on KSL.com. Harriman police responded, and minutes later, responded, and minutes later, officers shot and killed the young mountain lion. The feline. So those are never things that uh, you like to see happen, uh, especially with something like that. Um, but there's always uh, information that we can take and we can learn from that. One of the issues is that people are asking is why didn't they dart and move the cougar? Uh, and the situation is they don't dart them at night because oftentimes, unlike the movies, uh, darting takes a while. Um, I've been involved with multiple cases, uh, you know, if not uh, probably le less than 100, but a lot. And generally, depending on the animal and the amount of drug that was used and the different type of drug, because each drug is different for uh, predators, whether it's cougars or bears or moose or deer or elk. And I've done multiple studies that I've worked on where I was a division employee or just helping somebody out on their project and we would dart animals. It takes anywhere from three minutes. Uh, I've seen it as long as 10 minutes before the animals go down. You have a situation where at night the cougar gets darted and then it runs off. And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever gone looking for things at night, but it's difficult. So they don't use um, tranquilizers at night because they wouldn't be able to find the animal. So for everybody's safety, they decided that they would euthanize the cougar. There is a lot going on, whether you... When you get into a situation like that, I had a situation when I was working in wildlife that I found myself in a small area, an urban setting, and for three months, I got calls on a cougar. And basically, it was a cougar that was moving around the town, and it would hide under people's decks. It would be up in trees, and for three months, I would set up uh, trail cameras trying to get a hold of it, trying to figure out where it was, trying to locate it. And eventually we located it in a, uh, it was on the front porch of a house behind some shrubs that they had placed on their front porch. And we decided we would dart it when we darted it and went to move it. Uh, it was in such poor condition that it ultimately died uh, just from due to poor health and the tranquilizer. I thought that was going to be the end of the situation. Um, and then two days later, we get another call about a cougar. And this one ended up being another little one. The first one was young, very young, uh, less than six months, they believe. And this one was roughly about the same age. And uh, they came across it at night up in a tree and they uh, decided to euthanize it for the same situation. 
So I was looking at, because there's a lot of things going on. One, they're going to tell you about why is there more interaction now versus back then. Well, uh, 80 years ago, uh, there was a bounty on cougars. 100 years ago, there was a bounty on cougars. And they were trying to trap them to extinction like they did wolves. They were just out there. So there was less uh, less interactions with cougars back then because there was just less cougars. Now that we are managing them differently, more about cohabitating versus wiping off the face of the planet, you're going to get more interactions. Number two, uh, there is more trail jogging going on now than there was back then. So the records and all the data you look at are going to show a massive increase in cougar attacks uh, over the last 30, 40 years versus uh, reported cougar attacks before then. One, less animals. Two, we have more people acting like prey, trail jogging, running. Those are ones that you're more likely to see. And the another thing that's interesting is uh, if you look at the research, there is a paper. Let me... It is called Human-Cougar Interactions in Wildland-Urban Interface with Colorado's Front uh, Range. Put on by, uh, it was done by Matthew W. Aldridge and uh, a few others coming out of Colorado State University. And what they looked at is uh, all the different cougars they could collar. And they looked at it from the period of time between 2007 and 2015, and they were just looking at all the different things from the collars being on the cougars to depredation events to human interactions and those type of conflicts. One of the things that they really started to notice is that a lot of the conflict that was going on is females uh, who who have kittens or very young. And so a lot of these conflicts are happening are because there are females with cougars or the young. They just have not had that ability to, or they haven't developed that ability to be able to harvest uh, animals such as deer or elk. And so they are learning. And so some of the easiest ways for these young ones and even these females that do know how to attack and kill prey Uh, it's easier when the animals are penned up so they can go into these areas the sheep can't get away there's very little effort it's like me going into a hostess factory and looking for a ho-ho they're right there and so it's a lot easier for these animals to go in and to kill prey another thing is uh, a lot of the animals the prey animals that are in uh, human interface areas where the Wildland and this um, urban landscape is taking place. These animals are often not very aggressive and a little easier to take. So I'm talking about your cats, your dogs, but now people are also having mini horses, goats, and sheep uh, near their house, as well as fallow deer. And so we are making prey a lot easier for these animals to take. It's not very difficult for them to hop a fence, grab a sheep, and rip it over the fence and drag it off into an area. They didn't have to ambush it. They didn't have to fight with it because it's in a confined area. It can't get away. And so it's it's a lot easier to be able to 
uh, hunt in these areas. Now, one of the things that I was looking at is uh, when I was first in my career, habituation was a thing. Oh, these animals are habituated. That's why you got to remove them. There was um, a paper put out. I mean, it was done in the 90s. So it's been quite a few years ago. But the researcher, the professor on it, Paul Beer, Beyer, I don't know how you say his name, he talked about what they call the habituation hypothesis in Vancouver Island, which has one of the highest populations of cougars. They hunt and kill over 200 cougars a year. They also have one of the highest rates of attack. Six to 10% uh, of the population is harvested annually. And so they're constantly coming into conflict with humans, but yet it is by far, he said, the highest concentration of cougar attacks on humans. And so he said that um, habituation hypothesis or the animals becoming habituated to humans is not necessarily a thing. And it's more likely that these uh, it, the prey animals that they're going after are just super easy to access. And so even it's terrifying to be able to uh, come with a cougar face to face. I did it. Uh, I darted one, released it, and reversed the drug the drugs on it, and opened up the barrel. And instead of that cougar running away, it came at me in the truck, and I had the door from the barrel trap that I put in between me. It's one of the most terrifying situations that you'll find yourself in. And but ultimately, uh, to me, what this shows is that. We are never going to be at zero risk. And that's what this world is made up of. We have so many laws and so many things saying zero risk. When we go into the wild, we want zero risk. And the uh, Instagram page, Torons of uh, Yellowstone, is a very good example of people thinking that they are in a zero risk situation. When people are get gored by buffalo or stomped by a moose or run over by elk in Estes Park, people are just not aware that wildlife are wild. Why is a cougar coming into an area where people live and killing their animals? Well, that's what they do. They are predators. They need to eat. They need to survive. And so we just need to be aware. Uh, there was a, a new subdivision in one of the areas that I worked was being built, and they had a fawn killed by a cougar in that area. It was on the ring camera, and people were freaked out, and they wanted us to do something about it. The challenge is with cougars is oftentimes they will kill and then they will eat the animal and then move on. They're never roughly going to be in the same area for that long. But it would be difficult for us to run dogs in these areas. They, people asked why uh, we didn't run dogs on the first incident I talked about. And the fact is you can't run dogs in, um, in a neighborhood or a city running dogs and chaining up a, or they wanted us to put dogs on a leash and then run it down. The ability for humans to run down a cougar is almost impossible, especially in an urban setting where you're constantly going over fences, over gates. Uh, it'd be very difficult and it'd be virtually impossible to do. And so you're never going to be at zero as far as risks. This is what I would always tell people, that if there is 
deer in the area or sheep or goats, then there's going to be predators. One of the biggest things for me, though, was if you had mule deer near your house, most likely you have had a predator, a cougar, a coyote, a bobcat of some kind moving through your house. Whether you like that or not, you just need to be aware that if you have deer in the area, you're also going to have predators because that's what they're looking for. All right, you guys, uh, if you have any more questions uh, in the article, the very last thing that they say on this KSL article, and I'll put that in the notes, is uh, tips on staying safe with cougars nearby are available on Wild Aware Utah. And wildawareutah.org is where you go, and it will tell you what to do with cougars and how to protect yourselves, your family, and your pets. All right, you guys, have a great day. Stay wild.